guys, what up? It's me here, your boy, the Robbot. I'm here. Welcome to Press LNR to begin, which is your number one video game podcast. We've got a packed show today. Joining me today is the mini boss himself, Jaywalk Boston. What's up, Robbot? What's up? What's up? What we got coming up in today's show? We've got a retrospective of Gunstar Heroes, you know. We've got we've got 17 things. We went from the big devs at E3, you know. Um, like Dev Patel, he's my favourite big dev. Um, and yo, what up? That's what we've got coming up in today's show. What are you looking forward to in today's show, yo? Yo, what up? In the third quarter of today's show, I'm going to be representing or reappreciating the PS2 FPS shoot 'em up game Black. Is the title racist? Why is it? And yes. You know, I was in South Africa in the 90s, you know, and I tried to play Black when it came out in South Africa in the 90s, and they wouldn't let me. I was trying to play it on a bus. They wouldn't let me. <laughs> they wouldn't let you play Black on the bus. They wouldn't let me play Black on the bus, man. But how were you? How would you plug it in on the bus, Rob Butt? Well, it was on the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> in the 90s? In the 90s. You were playing a PlayStation 2 in South Africa game <laughs> yeah. in South Africa. It's a different on world, a man. On a bus in the 90s. It's a different world. You wouldn't believe it. The word of apartheid. Different world. You know what, Parallel Rob, universe, Rob, man. Rob, if you were doing that, yeah, damn, they, they were very right to, to kick you out of the country. Yeah. Also, because <laughs> I'm black. You're a terrifying cyborg menace. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, people say that about me. Uh, mostly my ex-girlfriends. You know, and... it's just it, it's an interesting one, Rob, because normally when... When when we hear tales of time traveling, it's the doctor going around and doing good. But you seem to have used your powers of time travel exclusively to annoy different demographics during key periods of the Earth's history. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should have seen me when they're building the pyramids, man. They're building the pyramids, and I went and I played Sonic and Knuckles on, <laughs> on the Xbox 360. Man, that was a good one. That was I, a good I, I one. I remember during there's the all these pe- slaves just going, "What are you doing? What is that?" And I was like, "This is technology beyond you." I, I remember when um, when when Pompeii was exploding. Yeah. Or, or wait, or was it Vesuvius that destroyed the town of? When, yeah, when the Vesuvius town of, destroyed when Pompeii. When Mount man. Vesuvius erupted and destroyed the town History of Pompeii, knowledge, they were all there panicking, going, "Ah, oh, we're we're ancient Greeks. We're all going to melt on." And in, in a few hundred it's years, amazing foresight from them. Really, in, in a few hundred years, someone will find our charred remains, magmatized. What's left of us, and they'll know what life was like. Ah, oh, we're ancient Greeks. And then you're there. What are you doing, Robbot? You've got an iPod Nano connected to a Bluetooth speaker, and you're playing Pompeii by Bastille at them. And what do, what do they think of it, Robbot? How was that received? You know, it didn't go down well. Not quite as badly as the Viking that um, destroyed my iPad, but uh, I was midway through a game of um, Angry Bird, Star Wars Angry Birds, man. Um, the dingo well, dingo well, dingo well. They didn't like it, especially not the one that looked like Peter Capaldi and had a temple to himself. So what else we got coming up on the show today? <laughs> what else is coming up today? Uh, we've got loads of um, vid- video games. It's going to be loads of white blokes talking about video games. White Welcome to a podcast. There's not enough of that. There's no. not enough white blokes talking about video games on podcasts. I thought we could just like reappraise a podcast and we just do something new with it, which was just to to do. Um, I had an original idea for a podcast, which is yeah, two white blokes talking about video games. When, when you were referring to us as robots with robot names, was that a nuanced critique? Of the sort of people that present video game podcasts. So it's you... the sort of thing they say. They all have like nicknames they make up for themselves. It's just the, their own name with an imaginative What spin was on the it. name you gave me? Um, you were the mini boss himself, Jay Walk Bosson. <laughs> the mini boss himself. Because <laughs> your surname's got Boss in it, isn't it? <laughs> Robot. Did you come up with ones for the others? 
Um, well, they're not here. Oh, so they're, they're, so they're not. As, as well. no. Yeah, I mean, there's people listening who have no doubt noticed. It's just yeah. us this week. Yeah, just us. Just us. Just what? the two of us. Why is it we just can us? record a podcast if we try. Which we are doing. Just the two of us. We are trying. Us. We are trying. Rob Bott and the mini boss himself, Jay <laughs> Watt Bosson. <laughs> we can record all kinds of different podcasts. Should, should we give Not them our actual the... names, Rob? Shall, we? Should we? Shall we? Yeah, go on. You've just given me my name, um, like my parents did. Back in 1995. Uh, hello, I'm Robbie, and um, actually, this didn't happen to me last this week, but I was going to do it the other week and then didn't do it um, as the introduction thing. I Actually, it's an interesting anecdote. You introduce yourself first and I'll come back to it. Are you sure? Yeah, I'll come back to it. Well, the problem is, in, in my introduction, yeah. there's also an anecdote. Okay. And I, I don't want to hot see... Okay, you've... do you want to say do you want to say your name? And I'll do my anecdote, and then you can introduce yourself properly. How about I say my name and the sentence I've written to introduce myself? Okay. Then we'll cut back to your anecdote. Okay. And then we'll come back and re-explore in greater detail the premise of my anecdote. Well, okay. the, the, I will present the premise now. Sure, I'm... this is convoluted, but okay. sure. I'm James, and this week I had to awkwardly explain to my girlfriend why there was a video of me pissing in the dark on my phone. Okay. Um, mine isn't too far away, actually, in terms of involving the dark and penises. Um, <laughs> was, Already I'm intrigued. Yeah. South Africa in the 90s, man. Just uh, They shouldn't call them the dark, really. Um, but I... <laughs> I can't believe I just... Okay. Um, that's, edit that out. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was a few weeks ago. I was walking through town, um, and I just had an interesting encounter with somebody i know very vaguely it was the longest conversation i've ever had with them but they treated me like i was an old friend um right, and i started okay. listing that they'd just been to america um where their best friend had died and od'd wow yeah. that's uh and they sort of dropped that on me like and i thought oh, i'm very sorry to hear that and he said uh yeah but other than that man it was a, it was a crazy trip i had a great time okay okay um sure and that had thrown me slightly um, and I was just sort of going for a walk in the evening because I think I'd sort of been indoors all day or something. I just fancy going for a walk, whatever. Um, and I was walking through the, you know, the park that is not Markeaton Park because you have a park in Derby, the one near town. Derby um, Park, maybe I don't know. It's next to the bus station. Oh, uh, what next to the bus station? Yeah, that's not that's not a park. That's a, it's I, a park. I, think, I think it's a, it's a kind of a park. There's I know, trees I know, and there's grass. There's a park. I know the park you mean. Yeah. yeah, that park. I was walking through that park and. I noticed sort of behind me, it was sort of pitch black by the stage. Like it was maybe like nine o'clock. It wasn't that late, but it was still dark. Um, and like South Africa in the 90s. And behind me was um, there was a figure, there was sort of just like this, this male figure with a shopping basket. Not basket, sorry, shopping bag. Um, but it was but like a, a bag or a trolley? Bas- a bag. Was it a trolley? Had they strapped two trolleys together? And yes. Were riding them like a car? Yes, they had. Um, it was, yeah, but I sort of noticed this guy behind me was walking along the path and I thought, fine, just think nothing of it. Um, and I walked onto the grass, sort of thought I'd cut across. So I was just sort of basically doing a loop because I was just going for a walk. Um, and the guy then followed me. Oh. Yeah. Holding his shopping bag, which by this point I turned around, there was a moment in which he was in the, under the light and I could see him like for a split second, reasonably clearly. Um, it was sort of like, you know, in the Weeping Angels episode of Doctor Who, yeah, where the light flashes on and you can see them for and a second. And you see them a little bit. And then they back into darkness. I'm expecting like something horrible, like they had no eyes or like, or they had no, there was, no facial features. There was or... no logo on the shopping bag. What? Yeah. So clearly he hadn't just gone to Tesco or something. So where had they, where had they got the shopping from? I don't know. Did you see what was in the bag? No, but it was sort of, it, clearly not that much, but enough for the bag to be fairly full. Like it wasn't sort of concaving around one item. So, so it was it was a reasonably full 
yeah. bag. Like, how many scrunched up jumpers worth of shopping was in it? Maybe two, depending on the size of the jumper. Okay, okay. Yeah. So not, not, not lots, but there's definitely no, something there was in there. breathing space in there. What colour was, was the something bag? in there. It was just plain white. Plain white with plain no white. logo? Yeah, no logo. Did, what, did they have any discerning features? Um, they were wearing a sort of... Right, like they, their mum had bought them a, a cardigan from the Bowden catalogue, and it happened to still fit them, even though they're now about 30, and they were still wearing it. Right, okay. Um, he was sort of... It was clearly very tatty, but it was clearly once a very nice cardigan. Um, that right. sort of went right up to his neck. One, um, one of those beloved ones that you can't bear to throw away. Yeah, I don't know if it was that. I don't know if it was just the only item of clothing he now had. Um, but the guy was sort of balding on top, and he was sort of slightly disgruntled looking. Right, okay. Um, so there's a man. And he was, yeah, very wide sort of shoulder stance. So a big man. Yeah. There's no, he wasn't. Big... He was, I mean, everyone's bigger than me, but um, ish. Most men are w- bigger was, than me. Was he wide enough for you to c- perhaps consider him a threat? I, if we were mid-rate. when I was yeah when I if I was looking at him he's not someone I look at and think I could take him okay, okay. yeah because he looked like Jordan Ben maybe a push I could like <laughs> okay no but this guy was probably not probably not and yeah and I began to sort of head towards the trees thinking he's definitely there's no way he's going this way um and so I began to head through the trees and like I've always had this thought that I know almost for a fact that I will probably never be raped because. <laughs> Where are you I mean, going with this? I mean, <laughs> like, I've looked in the mirror. I understand that. I've come to terms with that. That's fine. Um, but this is the only oh, time in my life God. I've ever worried that. I've ever thought, do you know what? This might be it. This might be the moment where I get raped. Um, and was it? And Well, we'll come to that. Um, <laughs> is and, this why you've been walking with a limp? <laughs> That's what I haven't been walking at all um, since seeing this man. Um, and I, yeah, began to walk through the trees, and the guy was following me, and he was sort of up a hill slightly through some trees. And I was sort of there's no way all... you could have been going that way. Like, no, presumably. no, like he's turned, he's done like almost a full turn. To so he's following me. you. Yeah, he's definitely. He's following got me. a shopping. At this bag. point, I can tell he's following me. You don't know what's um, in. And I have this idea, sort of as I pass, you pass under the bridge, which is sort of the dodgiest part of Derby. Really, there's always near do wells hanging around under there. Wait, or do you mean, do you mean the the bridge by the train station? The... No, no, how, no, how no, far along the path did you, did you go? No, I, I've turned back. I've turned back so towards the bus station. Um, I've done top of the little loop and I've gone, right, I'm heading back towards civilization now. There's this guy behind me. Were, um, you, were you going down the Pride Park Riverside Walk? Kind of, yeah. Are you, why were you going that way on your own at late at night? That is, that is the worst. As I said, I've never worried about being raped. The staff members of WebHelp aren't allowed to walk through there. The company has made special agreements mm. with... Um, Derby train station yeah. that allows them to walk through the train station each night so that they don't get mugged on the way home. You were, you were, there, yep. there is a company that has taken an actual vested interest <laughs> in keeping their staff away from that area for their own well-being. And you decided to walk down there because you fancied a crew. <laughs> yes. And, and potentially could have been raped and mugged. I, I live dangerously. You, you say potentially. Um, you don't know where this is going. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I head under the bridge, um, and then there's sort of there's a bit, a bit of a fence and some sort of lights and so right, on, okay. street lights, um, and so that's sort of. By this point, the guy was maybe ten paces behind me. So he's closing in. He's closing in. He's closing in. He's definitely closing in. Um, but I'm thinking, so I'm reasonably near to like, if something happened, if I screamed here, someone would hear me. Yeah. Um, whereas it wouldn't perhaps in the park. So the guy's closing in on me. He's about ten paces behind, and I have this brilliant idea, which is if I slow down. Then maybe he'll overtake me and he won't notice. <laughs> <laughs> so 
I I slowed down. I normally walk quite quickly, and I slowed down to sort of. I was already walking reasonably slowly because I was just going for a bit of a stroll, and I slowed down to basically like a snail's pace, just taking very very small steps. Um, and then the guy got close. And I was thinking like, basically, he's walking the other side of the path. He was going to walk past me. And I thought I was making I've made a big deal out of nothing here, basically. Um, and the guy turned to look at me, and he started sort of as he was straight alongside me, started staring at me, and I sort of kept giving him occasional glances back, um, and just went okay, okay. And then he, he looked at me uh, when he just got ahead of me and he turned around sort of fully and he looked at me and he said something. Um, and I thought... What did he say? I thought, I swear what that man just said was, are you looking for cock? And then I said, sorry, mate, what did you say? And he said, you're looking for cock, mate. And I said, yeah. I thought, yeah. That man just asked me if I'm looking for cock. Um, and it, I opened my mouth to make a chicken-based pun. <laughs> And then, then I thought, don't do it. It'd be much funnier if you make a Piers Morgan joke. Um, so I began, to, <laughs> I began to start this horrible pun, and I thankfully like tripped over my tongue as I was saying it, and I just went, "No, mate, I'm not sorry." Um, and he was, then he just sort of went, uh, nodded, and then turned and like, like head it off. <laughs> but the thing is, I felt like I'd ruined this guy's evening. So I sort of called out, I'm like, sorry, mate. Like, I hope you have a good evening. Because I didn't want him to be disappointed. Like, he'd come out. Hope you get some cock. I was looking for cock. Um, and I wasn't, unfortunately. The thing and is, though, you, you, don't, you don't necessarily know that that's what he was looking for. No. We're maybe jumping to conclusions. Yeah, maybe he's just curious about my needs. He yeah, wants to know what I yeah. want. But then maybe, he looked... maybe, maybe, maybe he looked at you, he thought, here's a young homosexual man. <laughs> Metropolitan city. That's what Evan in school thought. Is he... Is he sexually gratified? <laughs> is he? As, as, I just want to know. I just want is to he? Is him. he fulfilling his cup quota? <laughs> is what he could have been thinking. I just. I, that's that. That's that's a fascinating story. Yeah, Robbie, don't go down the, there at, at <laughs> night again. That probably won't stop me. Um, the cup quota is also the uh, England rugby team selection policy. Um, there hey. we go. Hey, James, what was your anecdote? Um, so my anecdote. Um, for those of you that may have forgotten in the time that Robbie was talking <laughs> about his. Uh, Dark cock yeah, that's about crusades. ten minutes. Um, so I, um, my, my, my girlfriend, hmm. um, will occasionally, um, if she if she's just bored, like c- quite often, she will use her laptop to the point where it, where it'll it'll die. Yeah. And if she's too lazy to get up and charge it, then she will just ask if she can peruse through my phone sometimes. Okay. And I'm always just like, yeah, sure. Here you go. So one day she's looking, she's just looking through it, and she she's going to look at all the new memes that I've saved <laughs> because she knows that I do that, and they, I usually I'm, I'm quite good with my memes. I, I, some, sometimes yeah. I'll, I'll think, oh no, this is this is a good one. I can I can reserve this on a scale of one to Ben, not one to ten. One to I'm, Ben. I'm not. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a meme master. Okay. Ben is the meme master. Ben is the meme master. Ben is Ben is the Bruce Lee of memes. Mm. Ben has quantified the memes, grappled with the memes. Deeply, personally, spiritually, and emotionally, <laughs> and finally come out the other end a more informed memeling. And by comparison, you're what you're like Jet Li of memes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like I'd, I'd, you're well known for your meme capabilities. Yeah, but and I'll probably at some point misuse a meme and it will yeah. kill me. Yes, like happened to him. Wait, no, that I'm, I'm not. I'm thinking of the wrong Lee, aren't I? Anyway, who's the one I'm thinking of? The one who died during the filming of The Crow. Oh, Brandon Lee. Brandon Lee. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. Never mind. Anyway, so um, she, so she's looking through my phone, and she notices there's a video. Yeah. And it's a bit of an odd one. Okay. Because it's, it's in the dark. Mm-hmm. 
It's in the dark. There's, there's, there's dark. no, yeah, there's a lot, a lot of South African concurrent themes here. Yeah. Um, so she just clicks on it and plays it. And what it is, is a video of the palm of my hand okay. just after I've pressed record. And then I'm placing it down. Okay. And I, I, I place it to a point where there's a good angle of me going into the cubicle of a pitch black women's restroom okay. and urinating. And at one point, I turn around... <laughs> Have you seen Sinister? And at one point, I turn around okay. to the camera and give a thumbs up. And then when I finish, I get the phone and turn it off again. And she watched all of this in silence and sat there and genuinely deliberated how to best approach it <laughs> to me. And eventually just went, so there's a video on your phone. And I immediately thought, fuck, she's found the hidden folder. <laughs> there's no hidden folder, that's a joke. Um no, so she she shows it to me. Yeah. And I I was forced to very awkwardly explain why there was a video of me pissing in the dark in a women's restroom. <laughs> why is there with a, video a really of you? good with a really good I camera? Say, is angle. that you know, sinister when Ethan Hawke finds that video of him and he didn't do it? Like isn't yeah, 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 yeah. like it didn't happen. Was it like that? No, I definitely oh, okay. pissed you in definitely... a women's restroom in the dark and why I did, did it, you do it I did it this week. <laughs> um so I work at a bar now. Yeah. Um and sometimes when we've finished it's been a really busy night. Everyone will just stay behind and just have a drink. Okay. So everyone will just get their drinks, go and sit outside in the courtyard, close up, turn all the lights off inside, just go sit out there, and then just after about 20 minutes, half an hour, everyone goes home, mm-hmm. goes goes to bed. Um, so we were having that, we were doing that, we were in that period, and I was with all my work colleagues, yeah. and I thought, oh no, I need a wee. All the lights are off in the building. So I went in to the place where I work. Yeah. Um, I go along to the nearest west restroom. Okay. Um, obviously, it's closed. Shut yeah. all the lights are off. There's no one in there. So I thought, you know, what, I can get away with something. I'll just go to the nearest one. Yeah. It's all fine. The nearest one's a women's one. So we go in, try the light switch. All the electrics off in it. Mm. Can't get any light in there. Now, the only way on my phone you can make the torch turn on <laughs> is by recording a video. You can't do it. There's no option to just turn the torch on. You've got to record a video. So I set it to record a video. I lay it down somewhere where the torch can illuminate what I'm doing. Okay. Go into the cubicle, have a wee. At one point, think, this is going to be a funny video. (laughs) And I'll look back on this fondly, perhaps. So I just turn around and give a thumbs up, finish my wee and turn it off. Okay. And then I I sort of assumed, I'll delete that. Yeah. I'll delete that. I won't do it now, but I'll just delete that at some point. (laughs) And then my girlfriend found it. And now I've deleted it. Oh, I was going to say, we've got a YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> we can't upload videos of me pissing in women's restrooms. We can. We can start a series. What, James pisses in, or just, or the Verbal Discharge Gang? Yeah, all of us. Urinating women's us. restrooms. Yeah. Sometimes there'll be women in there, sometimes there won't. It reminds me once, actually, of, um, I, I've made a bit of a habit recently of urinating in people's mm. restrooms. Um, I'd spent a day out with my girlfriend's family, Yeah, and we were on the way back, and a dad says... Do you want to stop and get something to eat? And everyone's just like, yeah, sure, we'd love food. So we stop at a harvester that's just on the outskirts of Derby. Um, and we're there. And I think I could really do with the way. So everyone goes to sit down. I go up, go to the toilet section. Yeah. And it's not just like, there's not, there's not just two doors. There's not the male door and the female door. Mm. There's instead male doors and female doors, plural. Well, Clearly. They've, got, they've, they've done like a gender swap version of Jim Morrison's band. Yeah. Sorry. So all, so all there was... Look, there's, a, there's only two of us. Somehow I'm going to have to let the filters drop a bit. There, wasn't, there weren't wings we'll all be the of 
the toilet section of the building yeah. so much to say as there normally are, where you go off and there's the males, and then that you've got like your central urinatory hub mm. where maybe there's a sink. Sometimes in a, in a low ranking place, that urinatory hub is one of those big floor urinals, a couple sinks, and a cubicle. If you go into like a bit posh ones, like in the Westfield, you've got the urinatory hub, mm. which is where the sinks are. Then you've got sort of an entrance lobby, then the urinal section, then the cubicle section. I'm completely lost geographically speaking. I'm just 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 think of the layouts of toilets that you've been in. Okay. What's what's a toilet that you know really well, other that isn't yours? Okay. Um, a public toilet that you know really well. The ones in John Lewis and Nottingham. Describe them to me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, I think they're probably the second best toilets in Nottingham in the town centre. Really? Um, the second yeah, best? The What's second best. the best? The best. Uh, there's one underneath the Weatherspoons that's basically like a spaceship. D- I remember, describe describe I remember, that one to okay, me. Why? Okay, remember, Don't tell me about the John Lewis one. <laughs> tell me about the underground fucking okay, spaceship. I, the first time I went there um, was the night, it was just before the midnight release of The Force Awakens. Um, oh right okay. and i knew a few of people that i was just playing on going so that's own. quite a time to be own. in an underground yeah. pissing spaceship so, <laughs> i i was just playing on going my own, but i happened to know a few people were going and they said oh, if you're going blah 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 um so there i was sort of lingering about in the um in this weather spoons and went and like we were on this sort of the upstairs bit of the weather spoons and the toilets are right down on the, like below the ground floor okay. so you have to, like three sets of stairs to get there um and they're sort of these really like silvery like it was actually more immersive than the force awakens like, <laughs> I saw it in IMAX, but I saw those toys in real life. It was amazing. Um, and so you can see your face and bits of it, and it's sort of like, there's bits of shiny, um, like, just sort of shiny tape. They've got like little like, it, Dalek bumps on them. Is it it's silver amazing. Or, or chrome or what's, what's the thing? Both. Everything. What, all? Just both like, metals? Everything, everything you can want from a Weatherspoon's toilet. It was like that. And it was, it was underground in like, like a spaceship. Yeah. Like I was in, um, oh god, we're just going, right, this is a tangent based on Weatherspoon's toilets now. Um, I was in Weatherspoon's in Ripley a couple of weeks ago. It was a Sunday. I happened to be in Ripley. The only other choice was Lidl. Um, and, like, there's sort of, like, six sets of stairs. Like, you go up sort of one flight of stairs to just get to the toilets. And the ladies are there. And there's two more sets of stairs you have to go up to get to the gents. What, really? Yeah. Why? Yeah. It's discrimination in action, isn't yeah. it? Gender yeah. inequality yeah, and all this that. this is it. This is it. I bet the ladies were up there, and then someone complained probably, and they went, oh, feminism. I blame the suffragettes. But I didn't have that problem. Don't hold that against me. I didn't have that problem. Yeah, sorry. I don't know why with, I told that story. The, with the, no, I'm glad that you did. I'm glad that you did. It kind of proved a point that you actually commit to memory the layout yes. of the toilets. Yeah. Now, the layout of these toilets in this harvester was very odd. Okay. It was just you, you go through the door that are marked toilets, yeah. and then you're in a long corridor, okay. which is lined with other sub-doors, which are almost non-sequentially marked with male or female signs. Okay. So I thought, well, clearly there's a system. You've got your central toilet corridor, and within each of the doors are your cubicles. So they've marked the cubicles, not the section. I thought, that's good, saves on space. Yeah. But whilst managing to get a decent piss-per-head capacity, as I'm sure is shown on boardroom meetings somewhere. Um. So I go into one of the male ones. Yeah. And it's a toilet. Okay. It's Ooh, that's a, a surprise. It's a toilet. It's a sink. Yeah. And there's a hand dryer. Okay. And I okay. think, what about this is male? What about this toilet could exclusively be used by a Are man? the urinals? No urinals. No urinals. Toilet, sink, hand dryer. The three key ingredients for a good bathroom time. <laughs> 
Depends what you do in each. So I just thought, you know what? I've had I've had a long day. I've I've had to keep up appearances in my girlfriend's family all day. That's tiring. I'm gonna give myself a break. I'm gonna cut one. I'm gonna loose. piss in the sink. I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had. I'm gonna play it fast and loose. I'm gonna live on the edge. I'm gonna push it to the fucking limit. So I leave the male toilet. Okay. I'm gonna go into a female one. Okay. And you know what's there? What's there? Is it your rhino? No. Oh. There's a toilet, there's a sink, there's a hand dryer. Exactly the same. And I thought, nothing about this is female. So I close the door. I have a wee. Do you know what I do, Robbie? What do you do, James? Sit down. (laughs) Just to complete the image. (laughs) So there I am. So I have my wee. I'm having another wee. I've had two wees this month. (laughs) Two wees this month? Two wees this month. Two wees this month? There's a bit more there. Two wees this month in women's toilets. Oh, okay. And then then I thought, I think... I think, like, brilliant, I've done this. There's, there was no reason why this had to be a male or a female toilet. I've done it. I've pushed the boat out. I have defied society's rules. I pissed in the women's toilet. You are toilet. no longer the gender normative whatever that you He called me by. a gender normative fuck, yeah. yeah. Harken back to episode whichever whatever one it was. Whatever it was, yeah. Um, so there I was. I thought, brilliant, I've pissed in the women's toilet. I'm the happiest I've ever been. <laughs> and um, what what do I realise, Robbie? What what earth-shattering revelation? There are women outside. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there are. So what happens now? So now I'm faced with a dilemma. I think, do I just hide in the toilet? Do I wait until I can't hear anyone? And just that wait won't and work. work. Can't that do won't it. Work. Can't do it, can I? Do you know why else I realise as well? Why? When we all came into the restaurant, they all went to sit down. They're going to be ordering food and drinks any time. I've yeah. got to be there for that point or my yeah. food's going to come later. I don't want that awkward interaction no. with my girlfriend's family. I just want to get my food and done. Yeah. So, so my hand is forced. I've got to leave. There's no choice. So I step out of the female toilet. And there's a man. No, there's not. Oh. There's two women. One of them works there. The other one is clearly a friend or something okay. who knows him to come in for a bit of a chat. And I step out of the toilet, and you know when, when you know those moments. I don't know if you ever experienced what, like like when when you feel that hot shame yeah. radiate when you've That's done something. Most of my life. When you've done something incredibly embarrassing, 70%. and you feel the just tingling awkward heat mm. of everyone is looking at me. You feel that anxiety well up and surround you and encompass you as I stepped out and two women, they, they turned to me and they didn't say anything but there was a definite look exchanged. A look of bitter dissatisfied acknowledgement of the fact that I just cl- stepped out of a women's toilet and was clearly not a woman. And my my all of my findings were lost on them. They had not progressed with me. They were not progressives in society. You, you know what you they, they, were, they were still hanging around thinking there's men's toilets and there's women's toilets. They don't know that in this fucking utopian paradise, Harvester, Weatherspoons, whatever the fuck it was, there's no need for men's toilets you know and women's what you toilets. Just done? What? You should have done pre op. <laughs> I, I had longer hair then. That was pre haircut. Yeah. So I could have gotten away with yeah. it. Yeah. Um, do you remember what happened the last time that we were... It was just the two of us. There was a recording of just the two of us on the podcast. I can't remember, actually. No. Um, it was the Lethal Bizzle one. Was it actually? Was, yeah. was that the Lethal Bizzle one? And do you know what happened on the Lethal Bizzle one? What? I talked about having just been to a women's toilet. Did you actually? Yeah. yeah. What is still, going on? There's yeah, condom it... machines in there. That really confused me. Yeah, well, I guess, I guess they would be. Well, they don't have penises, do they? Yeah, but they still Invariably, need... Invariably, need... Con- you clearly did. They... They're putting just for you, just in case you walk into the they, wrong they, toilet. They, they still need contraception. 
Yeah, but they don't, they don't need penises. Just, just, just because it doesn't fit their bits doesn't mean it's not needed. I mean, it's not, it's, not, it's not exclusively a man's job to look after contraception. It just bodies. surprised me. It just surprised me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they might, I don't know, they might have like Barbie dispensers or something. I don't know. What do women get up to? It's just... Probably it's, the same thing as men. That's probably why they have condom. Yeah, okay, that makes sense now. Toilets are weird, aren't they? <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, it's a really weird one that it's, it's a perfectly... The, the, the deposit of waste, which is the main reason people use toilets, to, mm. to shit and piss. I, I mean, it's a social experience, but there we go. Why, why is that such a weird, socially clunky thing? Why are we so uncomfortable around the conditions in which we shit and piss? I don't know. I can't answer that. I, I can't answer I that. I'm, I'm, I'm aware of that that is odd, but I, I, I lack the know-how to fix it. And that's my failing for this week. Squave, 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 squave. So, this last week just gone has been Mental Health Awareness Week. Yes, it has. Yeah. Um, which is important. I think we need to make people more aware of mental health. Um, mental health um, is a thing. I hope you're now aware of it. Um, How wary should I be of what you're about to say? Um, you should be more wary of what Piers Morgan said. On Good Morning Britain. Oh, I, I haven't seen this. Is this the sort of... He had, um, because of this, 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 this big condition that no one's talking about, people are beginning to, beginning to come out, um, of mental illness within professional sport. Um, okay. And because often, because it is a profession of so many highs and lows, um, there's a disproportionate figure of people who suffer from mental health conditions mm. in professional sports teams, professional sports setups. Um, and there's been sort of an increased number of... Uh, particularly sort of rugby, football, etc. in this country coming out um, and talking about depression. Uh, and there was in American football about five years ago. Okay. Um, and they had a former, I think it was an Aston Villa player uh, who's recently retired who had suffered from depression, came on to talk about that um, as part of Mental Health Awareness Week and sort of just raising awareness of this is a normal condition. It affects people. affects people that sort of um, boys admire growing up. And because obviously the rates of male suicide are so high at the moment, the rates of male depression are so high at the moment. Um and yeah, he talked about this. And then Piers Morgan said that, well, no, essentially that he didn't believe in um, mental illness and that everyone suffering from depression and similar mental illness conditions uh, should develop a, a stiff upper lip uh, about it and grow up. Um, and I thought, well, no, that isn't comprehensive enough because there's there's more mental health conditions that he didn't, he didn't tackle. So what I've done um, is for Piers Morgan, okay. especially... I've written a guide to all mental health, or the top 10 uh, most common mental health conditions um, from Piers Morgan's perspective. From Piers Morgan's yes. perspective. Okay. Um, this wasn't okay. written by Piers Morgan. I want to make that clear. I have nothing to do with Piers Morgan. But I thought, following his advice, I think pretty solid advice for people suffering from having someone that's been there myself. Like, yeah. that's exactly what I wanted to hear. I want to hear, have a t- stiff upper lip about it. Just get on with it. Just deal with it. That's what I wanted to hear at the time. If, if you're depressed, just ride it out. Yeah. Just get a stiff upper lip is what is, is, is what Piers is saying. Yeah. And you know, and if, if he can say it, if, if, if a man who has been afforded so much wealth and privilege in spite of all the terrible things he's done primarily as an editor of The Sun, then, you know, if he can get through it with all his privilege, then who are any of us disadvantaged, depressed folk to say otherwise? So the first item, first uh, condition I want to talk about is depression. Um, so we're going to work with some of the symptoms, some of the things you may experience, uh, and then some advice if you come across someone with depression. If you right, to know okay. someone how, how to deal with yeah. it. Um, so depression, firstly. Uh, symptoms is being a bit sad sometimes. Um, and if you know someone with depression, the most important thing to do is to tell them to chin up 
if they're male, then you may want to say man up instead because that's even more That's effective. because they're men. Yes. And if they're men, they should be like men. Yes. And it's manly not to talk about your feelings. Exactly, exactly. So I, I can understand that. that. Is pa- not, Piers yeah. Morgan can surely get that. Struggling to talk about feelings because of male conditioning is not something that's ever affected me in any way in my life. Um, number two, schizophrenia. Ah. Symptoms. Being eight different people and hearing voices. Definitely because I did A-level psychology and that came up. They, they, they said it it's in those words. Always eight different people and hearing voices. It's always eight. Yep. It's always, always eight. hearing voices. Yep. Every single time it manifests in that yeah, way. Yeah, it's exactly the same. I've heard exactly as well, the there's, there's slight variation in some of the voices and the personalities. Yeah, yeah, that changes. But personality you, yeah. number four is always of Bob Watterkin, who runs a bakery in <laughs> Kent. <laughs> or every single time, every single time. Every time. My cousin John, schizophrenic. Yeah. He had a bunch of other personalities. Yeah. The fourth one, and definitely the fourth one, because they all had numbers. Yeah. Um, they identified themselves by it number was, each time they spoke. It was, it was Bob Waterkin. Yeah. Bob, Bob Waterkin. Do you know what was really confusing? When Bob Waterkin <laughs> developed schizophrenia. Yeah. And yeah. then he didn't know what to do, because he had suddenly had himself talking to himself. He had, he had himself Bob Waterkin. And the worst thing is, he hadn't started his bakery in Kent then. He had I to know, move to Kent. He just thought, specially well, because of his schizophrenia. He, he became convinced that the fourth Bob Waterkin was a time-travelling Bob Waterkin, and he thought, well, it seems to have gone well for Bob yeah. Waterkin 4. I should move to Kent and open a bakery. The thing is, all of his, though, were just different versions of Bob Waterkin. Yeah, of course. Oh, of course. It, was, it was such a sad time. Um, I wish the Daily Mail didn't expose him in that way. Um, <laughs> so, if you see someone with schizophrenia, just run, because they're all psychopaths. Um, number three, chicken pox. Chicken pox. Chicken pox. So, symptoms of chicken pox is chicken pox. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You may not know this, but every spot that appears on someone's skin when they have chicken pox is actually a tiny little egg laid by a little chicken under your skin. Really? Yeah. Is that a mental health condition or is that yes. a... Yes. It's mental health. Chicken pox is, mental, is, yeah. it, is a mental health Not condition. Not many people know this. It affects your face, so therefore it's mental health. Is, it, that, is, that, is that the rule? Yeah. If it affects your face, it's a mental health condition. Yeah. yeah. Acne, mental health condition. Because I, I once got punched... Being punched in the face, yeah. I once got punched in the side of the head outside mush. <laughs> does that, does that yeah. mean that I'm... That was, a me- that was a mental Concussion. health condition. Yeah. Because it struck me on the face and left a mark. So. I think I've told this story in the podcast before, but I once got punched in the face and I apologised to the person who punched you me. You have. That's a yeah. good, it's a good story, though. Yeah. Because I, I, got, I got in the way of their fist. Um, <laughs> if you see someone with chicken pox, you should give them chicken soup. Um, ah. Because chickens, fun fact, are allergic to cannibalism. Are they? Yeah. Ah. And not to their own flesh, their own meat, but to the concept of cannibalism. So if they have this sudden realisation that they're cannibals, they will instantly die. And they're going to hate the concept of cannibalism so strongly yeah. that it's going to leave your skin. Exactly. And the little exactly. chicken that lays the eggs. <laughs> exactly. Where, how does he get They'll out? all die. They don't. They just live in your skin forever. But they stop laying eggs. Yeah. Which is the important thing. Okay. So there's no more chickens to come. Like the chickens are gone. They just live there forever. Robbie, do you have, uh, did you ever have chicken box? Yeah. Did you, did you have a little chicken? Yeah, it, it, it's and, he's, and he's still there. Yeah, that's under the, my skin. Robbie, I, mean, I think I think you might have a mental health condition. <laughs> <laughs> it's chickenpox. Yeah. <laughs> um, next one, bipolar. Um, the symptoms of this is being attracted to polar bears of both genders. Um, <laughs> if if you if you know someone with pol- with um, bipolar, what you should do is you sign them up for snowbeardating.com, which is the number one polar bear dating site because it can be hard to meet polar bears of either gender otherwise please tell me that's an actual thing i hope so i have not checked if not i'm buying <laughs> the domain name um, they're gonna they're gonna i mean they're gonna struggle not to swipe left with those big paws 
Is nice. it swipe left or swipe right? I don't know. Neither do I. I don't know. Um, anxiety and panic disorder. Symptoms. Knowing how to spell anxiety. Hence, you should be really good at Scrabble. That'd be something you're going to lose. Um, <laughs> if you see someone or you know someone that struggles from it, just slap them repeatedly until they snap out of it, really. That's the best way to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I've known plenty of people. You just slap them and eventually they stop. Give them All a right. bit of a... That's that. You just clap them, just applaud them. Make like it's Wimbledon and just applaud endlessly. Um, next condition, heptapod. So, what? Sim- <laughs> symptoms. Being a big squid behind glass that can only communicate with Amy Adams. <laughs> if you know... <laughs> If you know someone who is suffering from heptapod, be sure to ask how they perceive time. Um, That's all I'll say. Um, Next condition, sto. 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 Do you mean sto? No, it's sto. Sto. I mean stoke. Stoke. Basing stoke. Stoke Stoke. on Trent. (laughs) Stoke. Sto. Um, Symptoms. You feel like you're lying down, even when you're doing something like standing up or trampolining. Um, But if you know someone suffering from sto kill them because there's no cure um next one crazy ah so i knew someone once who suffered with the crazy yeah symptoms (sighs) they were crazy (laughs) symptoms of crazy being my Uh, (laughs) ex-wife and if you if you happen to know someone who's suffering from crazy then please tell their kids the dad still loves them um next one final one is xylophone Xylophone. Xylophone. I've heard a lot about that mental health condition. Yeah. Would, would you care to elaborate on the yes. specifics a bit more? So the symptoms are crying incessantly but in a really tuneful way. <laughs> so if you if you happen to meet someone, if you happen to know someone with xylophone... Who um, cries tunefully. Yes. The best thing you can do is to try and get them a record deal. Um, but the problem is that might cheer them up, which then means they can't continue producing their music. That's but then a... that in turn means that their career then slumps... So they then get sad again. But then they start producing again. They start crying again. Vicious cycle. Because they're now vicious sad. Cycle, yeah. yeah. But then the thing that happens after that is that they start to produce the best work of their career because it's the most complex, most well thought out. But the, the media spotlight's gone. They've moved on. The world's moved on. And so they're stuck in this weird position of like, I'm artistically satisfied, but not commercially satisfied. Yeah. It's a, it's a real catch-22, yeah. isn't it? They just live in mild melancholy for their entire life. And that is my Piers Morgan's, but also mine, guide to mental illness. I think even Piers Morgan could understand that. Yeah. I, I think I think it's it's almost as if it was penned from the hand of Piers Morgan himself. Yeah. It wasn't. It was penned by, by, by me. Um, but it was Piers Morgan at the same time. It's Piers Morgan. Just thought it's important to make people aware of mental illness. Piers Morgan. Piers Morgan's mental health chat. Like Jeremy Kyle, but only the bits where he sits on the step and he's like, Cheer up! Man up! (laughs) So, have you ever seen Disney's Hotel for Dogs? I have seen Disney's Hotel for Dogs. Now... I've seen it twice. Why did you watch it twice? Um, I mean, I have a lot of spare time. Okay, okay, that's that's, that's a good enough reason as any. (laughs) So, Disney's Hotel for Dogs, What would, would you generally agree it's a decent film? Because it's, <laughs> it's not. I mean, it's a film. It's a film it's that a film. exists. I'll give you that much. Um, now, spoiler alert for anyone listening who hasn't seen Hotel for Dogs, um, it, there's a hotel in it. Yeah. But no dogs. No but dogs. no dogs, no, weirdly. No dogs. Not a single dog. I spent the entire film waiting for... It's like waiting for Godot. It's like... No, if Samuel Beckett wrote Hotel for Dogs and there's no dogs, right at the end... But there, there the were dogs. Thing. 
Oh, there were the dogs. Yeah, there were dogs. Yeah. Okay. There was there was only one dog at the start. Yeah. In the hotel, but by the end, the hotel was full of dogs. James, how recently have you watched Hotel for Dogs? I'm not going to say in the past week. <laughs> was it in the past week? It was in the past you week. Watched I, I've last watched. Week. I watched Hotel for for Dogs in in the past. Was it the week. first time you've seen Hotel for Dogs? It it funnily enough, no. Oh, okay. I I I was aware of it. I'd seen it when someone else had been watching it yeah. years and years ago. So I vague. I was vaguely aware of certain plot premises. Okay. Now, for anyone who <laughs> there's a lot of plot. For anyone who is not aware of the plot of Hotel for Dogs. Mm. So there's a couple kids, yeah. a couple of plucky up and coming rap scallions, played by, of course, Emma Roberts and young Neil from Scott Pilgrim, and they've got a dog, yes. and they're trying to feed the dog, and they're having a bit of difficulty doing it, and they can't feed the dog. They're orphans. They're trying to feed their this dog. Is, this is a terrifying vision of Theresa May's Britain. <laughs> says, if Corbyn was in power, he'd offer free food for every dog. And child. I think that if Hotel for Dogs achieves anything, it's to capture the dystopian futurescape we mm. would be thrust upon were we to pursue hard Brexit under a Conservative government. <laughs> no, I suppose Corbyn's offering free school me- meals, so that's for fish, isn't it? Not for dogs. Hey, yeah, very good. Very not good. really. It's okay. But he might offer them a packed lunch. Because, like, the Just dogs are in packs wolves. and wolves are in packs. Wolves are... Never mind! <laughs> so... There's some kids. They've got a dog. Yeah. They're trying to feed the dog. Yeah. Now, meanwhile, there's a lot of dogs in the city. There's yeah. dogs running wild. And there's two people, two people that work for the dog pound that are trying to capture all the dogs. And <laughs> The dog pound has really fallen since Brexit. They're worth... They're, they're very... They're, 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 I'm just going to not acknowledge that. They're just... <laughs> they're, the they're, they're struggling. They're doing all kinds Brexit. of hijinks. They can't capture the dogs, and when they do capture the dogs, they're quite cruel, but not too cruel, because it's a Disney film, and they use live-action dogs. Yeah. Had, had it been like a Lars von Trier film, and they oh. kicked the dog to death... Can you and imagine he, Lars he, von Trier's... And he showed dogs. you the entire thing, and it opened with, like, a 15-minute black-and-white sequence in which you watch two dogs fucking in slow motion. <laughs> if only. That's the film I want to see. That's the film I really want to see. Lars von Trier's... It's not that. It's not like that. It's, just, it's a Disney film. It's a Disney <laughs> film. So, they... they these kids, they got this dog. Mm. All these other dogs are all over the place. They don't we know just where. Had an We get it. They they don't know where they're going to keep these dogs. They go down an alley. What do they find? No, it's not heroin. No, it's not a public masturbator. It's a hotel. Yeah. They just down an alley. They just find this disused hotel. What do they do with the hotel? They move in. It's not how. It's not how yeah. property ownership works here or in the US, <laughs> but they just move in and this hotel is inexplicably theirs. And even during the climactic ending, to skip ahead, when the entire city gathers round and listens to all the heart-rending stories of all the dogs that have gathered in the hotel, at no point does nobody go, hang on, these kids just invaded a derelict building and conducted completely unauthorised reconstruction jobs within it. There's a bit where the dogs are using fucking power tools. It's a bit, <laughs> It's a, it's a, no, there is, isn't there? There is, yeah, there is. Yeah, I've it's, blocked it's a, that out. It's a disaster waiting but, to happen. Yeah. Nobody comes forward. It's just it's like... It's happen. It's already happened. It's in the process of happening. They're just like, these kids have moved into a hotel. They've filled the hotel with dogs. Let's just let them do it. Like, just because it's called a Jack Russell doesn't mean you should be using a jackhammer. <laughs> but but it's, it's, it's just... It's, it's a fucking... It's an awful film. It's an awful <laughs> film. I hated it. I think it's kind of fun. I mean, it's terrible, but it's kind of fun. It is. It is. 
I mean, it, it's fun in the way that a Disney film is fun. You could yeah. show it to a child and they'd laugh because it contains dogs seeing silly, doing silly things. Yes, but <laughs> wearing hats. It's it's as 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 um as a really dissatisfied twenty three year old <laughs> who's uh, uh with struggling with a great deal of unhappiness with where he is in his life <laughs> it's not what i wanted to see after a busy shift at work was it not inspirational as much as you may want to head over no you, was, well, was, you never know you may find your own disused hotel and you can start maybe a hotel for cats this just the worst part is i was very aware the entire time that i was watching it yeah that that i, I hated it i was having a really unpleasant time <laughs> but i was powerless to turn it off I just, <laughs> I've come this far. I want to I wanna see what happens to this hotel. Did you make a conscious choice to watch it? Yeah, you, I did. You thought, I had a long day. I thought, <laughs> it's been a tough I, thought afternoon. I thought, you know what, I was you just You know what, help me now. The thing is, though, it, it kind of, when I was putting it on, mm. and this is kind of important for the point I'm trying to, I'm trying to work my way towards. Okay. I, I just spent ages just flicking through Netflix. Yeah. As, as I know that... You've done, as I know, that loads of other people I've have done. I've never done that. Where you're just flicking through and you're just thinking, there is fucking nothing on here. There is nothing that mm. I want to watch on this. And then there's a bit, there's a subplot in Hotel for Dogs. Okay. About a dog that can't stop weeing on things. Yes. I do remember this because he weighs on like bathroom carpets and stuff. He does. He, he does. Yeah. There's a little dog. It's a little chihuahua, yeah. and it's it's hilarious the entire way through the film. It's really funny. There's a bit where the dog, the dog pound people are trying to capture the dog, and he's weeing yeah. on him. There's, it he's, was especially funny for me because I relate because I've got a really small bladder. It's just he's, he's weeing on everything. Mm. This dog is weeing all over the fucking hotel. I'm also a dog. He's being a mess. He, he's he is a new being a mess. I was going to say he's being a mess. He's, he's being a menace. He's... A menace to dog-based society. <laughs> he keeps going to the dog bank and just weeing on all the notes. I just think he should have been a bit more considerate. Yeah. So, eventually... Can you imagine that? If they did bank for dogs instead. Eventually. Where all the bank dogs are like bank clerks. So, fast forward okay. towards the climax of the film. I didn't want to imagine it anyway. No, go on, go on, go on. I'm just imagining it. It's just... Right, so fast forward to the climax yeah. of the film. The kids have finished their renovations. Yes. They've been helped by the dogs, which are all inexplicably trained in heavy-duty construction. <laughs> and I'd struggle to operate most heavy-duty construction tools, and I've got opposable thumbs. I had to put up um, a solar panel on a shed yeah. the other day. I fucking hit myself in the, th- in the thumb so yeah. many times. All I had to use was a hammer. These are dogs. They don't even have thumbs. I've still got bruises from when I tried to put the flat pad furniture in 2011. <laughs> I don't even doubt that. <laughs> but, no, there's, like, there's a bit in the film when all of the dogs that are in the film get a, to run around the hotel, and the hotel's finished. And even yeah. though they've built the hotel, they still get the grand reveal of all the stuff. And, and each dog has a room catered to them. It is a real hotel for dogs where all the dogs can go and their every needs are looked after mm. by all the other dogs and these two weird kids that have started the dog cult. And the the, the dog that can't stop weeing and everything goes into a room and it's a dark room and then a single light comes on, a single spotlight screwed into the ceiling and it shines down. For a and brief it... moment, he sees a man with a carrier bag with no logo. <laughs> And he thinks, is this the moment where I'm going to get raped? <laughs> and then somebody fucks the dog. Um, what a Disney film. A Lars von Trier Disney film. Yeah. Um, so, do you remember, Robbie, what is under the spotlight? I don't. 
I don't. Do you remember? It's been maybe four years. Do you remember what the dog who has been weeing on everything sees that is perfectly catered to it? it? Does it see another dog who poos on everything and they get married? It's one, you know, you know, you know, in America, how you've got those fire hydrants that that you screw the end off and you put the hose on and it just drains through. There's one of those. Okay. Now it's been made quite clear over the course of the film that this dog really likes weeing on fire hydrants. And there for this dog, for his own little amusement, is a solid golden fire hydrant. Nice. And this dog has a really good moment and he walks up a podium and as he's walking up the podium on each step, more lights come on and water starts running. And this dog has a wee on the golden fire hydrant. Mm. And yeah. I was I was sitting there and I was watching this dog wee on this golden fire hydrant and I was thinking, is this what my life has become? Yeah. And then the dog stepped off onto a little lever floor grate thing. Yeah. And a shower head comes down from the ceiling and it washes all of the piss. All of the dog piss off the golden mm. fire hydrant and down a drain. So have the kids built a water detection system? That no, no, no. When, when the dog stands on the Oh, there's thing, like a when, pressure pad. There's like a pressure pad. And when the huh. dog steps off, a shower head comes down. And they got like a Wimarama to install that. I don't know how they did it. They did, they did it with two kids with no, apparently no yeah. construction experience and a shit ton of dogs. But a Great Dane like came and just sort of... Rawr! Like <laughs> a great name with a pencil behind its ear and some glasses on like oh yeah i used to be a plumber <laughs> um it's been a while but i've still got the skills yeah yeah oh it's like riding a bike isn't it you're a great day and i'm great aren't i it's in my name now i'm imagining a great day riding a bike and that's also funny <laughs> so it just kind of hit me that on that day of shooting mm. on the day when they had to film that scene yes. day 122 of production I've- Hotel for Dogs. Of Hotel for Dogs. Disney's Hotel for Dogs. They've got most of the other principal photography wrapped up. Yeah. They just know, right, we've been struggling with this dog pissing scene. <laughs> we've, we've, we've just got to get it done and we'll all be out of here. The director's annoyed. He wants to do serious work. <laughs> he's not happy that he's got to direct Hotel for Dogs. You've got all the producers stood around. They're not happy that they're doing Hotel for Dogs. You've got a dozen different lighting and sound technicians who were really grumpy because they were supposed to go on lunch break two hours ago <laughs> and they weren't allowed to because one of the dogs needed to get another stand in because someone fucked up the light so they had to redo all of the it's a nightmare on set that day and there is one man one man from disney mm. who is paid and i assume this person would have been paid mm. to clean the piss off the golden fire hydrant <laughs> at the end of each shot and make it look ready for the dog to piss on it again. <laughs> that is a man whose job existed. Yes. He wasn't having a good time watching a dog piss on the fire hydrant. I wasn't having a good time thinking about him watching a dog piss on the fire hydrant. And I certainly wasn't having a bad time thinking that there's probably hundreds or maybe thousands, who knows how many people, those unsung heroes of movie production, those people that clean the piss off the fire hydrants. <laughs> and we don't acknowledge them. We flick through Netflix 
and we go, there's nothing here. There's nothing. They spent two days working in squalid conditions, <laughs> cleaning the piss off golden fire hydrants for Disney's Hotel for Dogs. Is he credited as Piss Wiper Offer? I fucking hope so. <laughs> on IMDb. And it just, it was a really, really weird thing to hit me, mm. just after a really hard day at work. When I came home and I thought, I don't know who that person is, but I'm sorry. Might I propose a minute's silence? We're going to do a whole minute silence in the podcast? No, just no. Fill, it, fill it with something. Fill it with something else. <laughs> <laughs> who are those people, Robbie? Who are those people? Who are the people that clean the piss off fire hydrants in Hotel for Dogs? The unemployed. Yeah. Yeah. This is, as Theresa May said... The best way to get out of poverty is to work. And that's a man who's got out of poverty, despite the fact that 55% of people living in poverty are, are, are employed. But there we go. Um, it's a separate political point, just making on the side, because like we occasionally refer to ourselves as a satirical podcast, and I feel like we haven't really talked about the election this week. We haven't, we haven't. No. So, so we d- And we need to punctuate that Hotel for Dogs ramble with something insightful. Yeah, something worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah. Because Lord knows the rest of it wasn't. <laughs> I don't know. I know. It's worthwhile for the one piss cleaner. It wasn't. He, he was probably greatly unhappy yeah. with, with how that was. I hope one day he stumbles across this podcast. Like He's been listening to other podcasts. He's sick of them all. He just happens to see one, just one place below Kevin Smith on iTunes, and he thinks, I'll give this a go. I'll give this a go. And, he's and here he we are. It. And he listens to a few episodes. He's like, okay, I'm not, not really sure about this, but I'll try that one. I'll try episode 92, because 92 is my lucky number. Um, it was the age my mum was when she died. Uh, last, <laughs> is, that, is that lucky? <laughs> last week. Um, and he plays it, and he's not really listening for most of it. He's doing the gardening. Like, he's just got it in his ears. He's not not paying attention. And he comes to this scene, and he mentions Hotel for Dogs. He goes, hold on. I worked on Hotel for Dogs for four months. <laughs> <laughs> I clean that dog's piss every day. And I can still smell it on my hands. I like imagine- Lady Macbeth, I've still got the smell of the dog's wee on my hands. I imagine it being like, 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 you and know... he, you- he skulls... If you can talk over me all the time, James, no, I can on, talk go over on, you go once. On, go on, go on. And he's there. He's still doing the garden. He's been trimming the hedges. He's got like he's still doing it manually. His neighbour gets quite annoyed if he does it with a, a um, electronic hedge clipper. Um, so he goes to clip the last bit off the hedge, and he drops his shears because it's the first time in his life he's been acknowledged. And a single tear rolls down his cheek, and he thinks the word as he hears James's voice, "Dad." That's such a point to end on. <laughs> I almost don't want to follow it up. What were you going to say? I was. You know how when people work shitty jobs that they don't want to acknowledge they did, so they yeah. don't put it on their CVs. Yeah. Do you yeah. imagine it was a thing for him? He doesn't mention. Like he doesn't mention it. Like he... like that. That was his Vietnam. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't talk about what I did in those four months in two thousand and eight during Hotel for Dogs principal photography. <laughs> That poor guy. Spent four months cleaning piss off hydrants. Sometimes when I close my eyes, I can... I can still see it. I can still smell it. I can still see those dogs pissing on my hard work. Literally pissing on it. (laughs) I'm sorry, Hotel for Dogs people. You don't get the praise you deserve. No, you do. You get all the praise you deserve because I've watched the film. (laughs) It is shit, though. It is a bit shit. It is shit. It's kind of fun, but it's shit. I'm Hapthor Julius Bjornsson, and when I'm not out winning World's Strongest Men competitions, I like to kick back and listen to Verbal Discharge. Yo gang, I hope you enjoyed the last, like, 
uh, Press Eleanor to start podcast. Uh, it's been a wicked show. I think you'll agree. And there'll be more of this good stuff coming up. In the meantime, we want to hit us up on our, our Twitter. We're um, at Eleanor to start. Hey, and if you want to find us on Facebook, Who why you? not? Where have you come from? Why not go on Facebook? I've been here the whole time, bro. Why not go on Facebook.com forward slash LNR to start? And you'll see a bunch of crazy regular updates. We got competitions and quizzes and prizes and pictures and memes. Yeah. Or what you could do instead is you could go to uh, Verbal Discharge on Facebook. You could look at that if you wanted to. Yeah, just search I mean, it's it been on. another... Another podcast we've done. Another I mean, if, if if Twitter's your thing, I mean, yeah. I guess you could go on Twitter and find that verb this radio. Yeah, if you like websites, um, we've got one of those too. Not to show off. Um, yeah. uk. It's got stuff going up on there. Yeah. Um, we did a live show last week. Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah. yeah, it was at um, the Guildhall uh, Theatre in Derby. Um, it was all about Eurovision and that, um, and Brexit. Um, yeah, and I mean, if if you're interested in maybe iTunes or yeah, if that's your thing, you can it's find. It's not iTunes our... anymore. It's called Apple Podcasts. They changed the it name. Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Are we an Apple Podcast? Yeah, I got an email saying you can't call it iTunes anymore. It's Apple Podcasts now. And if Apple Podcasts are your things, <laughs> you can find us on the Apple Podcasts store. Yeah, what's it called now? Apple Podcasts app. I don't know, Apple Podcasts. We should find out what it's called next yeah. week. We'll know what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. If you want to. Why not rate and review us on Apple Podcasts? Rate and review us on TripAdvisor. TripAdvisor say, as well. Say we're a restaurant. Yeah, yeah we did the last show last week as well, as we said. Um, so there'll be stuff going up on YouTube for that. Hopefully that in the next week or so. Yeah. We're going to see some clips for that. Uh, thank um, you very much to everyone who came. Yes, well. thank you everyone who came. Um, and thank you everyone that downloaded the, the podcast version last week as well. Um, that is up if you want to go back and listen to it in full. Um it, it was yeah. a fun show. It yeah. was a fun show. Yeah, if you do want to, the YouTube as well, if you want to, we're putting other stuff, we're doing game thing as well. Um, yeah, we, 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 me and Robbie recorded one today. Yeah, it was honestly one of the worst two hours of my life. It was absolutely excruciatingly dull. What game were we playing? We were playing Cricket 2004 on it PS2. It was fucking awful. It was just... We played it for two hours. Yeah. I said this several times during the recording, um, but like it's not... We played a lot of games on Game Thing that are broken or they haven't achieved yeah. what the developers set out to do. This wasn't that. This was exactly what they wanted it, the game to be. Just the game was incredibly boring. They they achieved that boringness with spot on precision. Yeah, like surgical. It was, it was perfectly boring. Yeah. But it was so boring at the same it time. It took us two hours to have one game. Whichever of those cricket matches often take five days, so we can't really complain. But we've gone for the shortest possible match settings, yeah. and it still took longer than that would actually take in real life, really, because we couldn't work out how to bowl for um, quite a while. <laughs> in fact, um, yeah. but but yeah, that, that, that's all fun. That's on yeah. the YouTube if you're looking for that. Yeah, that will be going up soon, hopefully, if we can work out how to edit the two hours. And it just devolved from us being like reasonably sort of chirpy and on form for like half an hour. And we just completely lost the world. Like, like the and last, energy. the last hour is going to have to go in its entirety, pretty much. Pretty much, because we're just we're, we're not saying anything. We stopped making jokes. We were just depressed about and then cricket. Oh, when it ended, it just ended suddenly. Like there was no sort of big like ceremony or anything. It ended. It just went bam. No, you're done. You're done. That's it. That's just, the end. You're finished. Yeah. I was like, oh. And James is yawning, which is we did it all the way through Cricket 04. Yeah. Um, uh, and probably something we should draw this little podcast to a close. Hey, thanks everyone for listening. Thank you. Um, always appreciate it when people take the time to listen to what yeah. we do. 
Um, so yeah, thank you very much for listening. Hopefully, we'll see you again in a couple of weeks' time. Um, we will see you again in a couple. Well, we'll be here. I don't know if you'll be at the train station as well, waiting for us. The train station. It's metaphorical, James. It's okay, metaphorical. okay. It's metaphorical. Um, in the meantime. Do we fancy having a final word of the show? I do think we fancy having a final word of the show. Okay. But I think you should do it, because you you don't do it very often. Okay. Clive.